Hello everyone. Okay, so today we're going to be jumping into part two of how you can build yourself up. And so if you didn't listen to part one, you can go back and listen to that. But we pretty much talked about sitting under the fivefold ministry and how in first Corinthians chapter three, Paul talks about ministers and he says that they are skillful architects and like master builders that build us up on the foundation of Christ. And so, you know, so ministers are master builders, but we also have an obligation to build ourselves up. You know, God has given us a way that we can do it ourselves. You know, we can build ourselves up all the time, every day. And so, you know, first Corinthians 14, Paul tells us, he says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So that word edifies in the Greek, it's the same word that Jesus uses in Matthew chapter seven, that means to build a house, to build your house upon the solid rock. And so that that verse literally means he who speaks in an unknown tongue builds himself into a strong house. And so that's why it's so important that we daily pray in tongues, pray in our heavenly language. And so, you know, it, I want to encourage you, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you don't have your prayer language, all you have to do is ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and he will, he will give you that language. And that really will change your life, will take you to another level in the things of God. You know, the Bible says that when we pray, you know, that's something we can use to pray the perfect will of God. And James chapter five says that when we pray, that we're actually making tremendous power available that's dynamic and it's working. And so when you pray in tongues, you are stirring up tremendous power on the inside of you to build you up. And so, you know, even in in John chapter 14, Jesus tells us what does the Holy Spirit do? When you begin to stir him up, when you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, what does he do? It says in John 14, verse 16, Jesus says, he's going to send another of me talking about the Holy Spirit. And this is what he does. He's a comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, and a strengthener. So the Holy Spirit does all those things. So when you begin to pray in tongues, you're stirring up the strengthener on the inside of you. You're stirring up the one that's going to help you, the one that's going to build you up and, you know, stir up the things that you already have on the inside of you, the faith that you already have. You know, he's going to begin to stir it up and make you stronger. And so, you know, but it's so important with this to understand that praying in tongues works in conjunction with the word of God that you have on the inside of you, you know, cause you can pray in tongues and pray in tongues. And, you know, I used to, I used to pray in tongues a lot, but I didn't really feel like anything was happening necessarily. But when I realized the connection, okay, I have to first fill myself with the word of God, because if you just go pray in tongues for an hour, with none of without putting the word on the inside of you the holy spirit has nothing to build with he is a builder and he's going to build you up but the word of god is the rock the stone that he's going to use to build you and so if you haven't first put the word of god on the inside of you the holy spirit has nothing to work with and you know it's similar it's just like the same thing with the garden you know paul also said you're like god's garden okay praying in tongues is like watering a garden 
but you forgot to plant the seeds. Okay, so God can't give increase. The Holy Spirit can't make it grow, give increase, build you up if you haven't put the seed of the word, if you haven't put the rock of the word on the inside of you. It's so it's important to understand that those two things are working together. You're not going to be built up with one without the other. They work together. You know, Jesus himself was the word. Okay, and so when Jesus walked this earth, the Bible says that he was the word made flesh. And so what does it say about Jesus? Jesus, it says that he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. So the word, the Holy Spirit is always looking to come on the word. The Holy Spirit is always looking to anoint the word. The Holy Spirit is always looking to resurrect the word, to quicken the word, to make the word come alive, to build up the word. And so that's why it's so important that first you put the word on the inside of you and then you let the Holy Ghost, the builder come and he's going to build you up and make you strong. And you know, Jesus even promised he told his disciples, you know, before he left, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. But, you know, Jesus had a way that he was going to build his church. And, and that was by giving the Holy Spirit. You know, it was prophesied in Isaiah 28. God, God prophesied, you know, before Jesus came, before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it was prophesied. God said, I'm going to speak to my people with a stammering lip and an unknown tongue. And he said, this is the true rest and the true refreshing. So God had already set up. This was his plan for, from before the beginning of time that, that he was going to send the Holy Spirit and that he was going to give us this unknown tongue to build us up. And so, you know, you have to remember God chooses the foolish things. God chooses the foolish things. You know, he offends the mind to win your heart. And so it it goes against the natural mind. It goes against man's way of doing things. You know, like I said in the first one, you know, humans, as humans, we always want to do something. We always want to do it ourselves, make ourselves better. And, you know, oh, 10 steps to a better you, you know, all this kind of stuff. But God has chosen the things that are foolish to our natural mind. But it is the wisdom of God. It is the wisdom of God that we would pray in tongues. It's crazy. You know, even in Acts chapter two, they were mocking them. They were saying these men must be drunk with wine. They were totally mocking them. And, you know, that's because God's wisdom has, is nothing like the wisdom of this world. You know, the Bible says that, that God makes the wisdom of this world to be utter foolishness utter foolishness. And it says that God's wisdom is foolishness to the world. And so that's why, you know, the things, the things of the spirit are spiritually discerned. And so that's why it's so important that we pray in our heavenly language. It sounds crazy. It's like, you feel like, oh, maybe even if you feel like nothing's happening, I just want to encourage you that something is happening. The Bible says that the prayer of a righteous person availeth much. So as you're praying, the Holy Spirit is taking that word and revealing it, making it, building it on the inside of you, making you strong. And so, you know, one reason it's so important that we do pray in tongues and not just read the Bible, not just read the word is because, you know, in in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, you know, people quote this scripture all the time from that chapter. It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that is true. But when you take it out of context, it just makes it sound like, oh, well, whatever. It has nothing to do with anything else. But when you read it in context, the reason that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom is because 
the spirit of God is the one that unveils Christ, unveils the word of God or reveals, reveals the word, makes it become a revelation to you. And so that's why, that's why you can say where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom because the spirit of God, when you begin to pray in tongues, he is the unveiler. The Holy Spirit is the one who unveils Jesus Christ, the word. And so that's why, you know, maybe you do read your Bible. Maybe you do listen to teachings or preaching and that's awesome. And the word is so important, but without praying in your heavenly language, the word is not going to become a revelation to you. You know, you may know it in your head, but when the word of God becomes a revelation to you, it becomes a living stone that is built into the very DNA of who you are. And it begins to literally change you from the inside out. It becomes part of the very core of who you are. You know, there's a difference between knowing the word of God and letting the word of God so grip the very core of your being that it affects everything about you. You know, and it's not you trying to do something in your own self-effort. It's the spirit of God building it into your spirit man. And so, and so, you know, that's why we do need to pray in tongues because he's the one that's going to unveil the word. And so on the other hand, you know, we need the word in conjunction with it because, you know, even in Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter one, this is like the first, the first thing in the, in the Bible, it says that the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And so we know that the waters is a type of the word, which I talked about in part one. So the waters is a type of the word. So it says that the Holy spirit is hovering over the waters. And and then it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. So the Holy spirit was hovering. The Holy spirit was there. He was there, but he waits for the word. He waits for the word to be spoken. He waits for the word of God because when the Holy Spirit connects with the word, that is when power is released and you are in that word is being built into you. And you know, cause I grew up in church. I've heard tons of stuff. I've heard the word, I've read the Bible and I used to read the Bible, you know, before I was filled with the Holy spirit, I would read the Bible with my brain. It was just like going into my brain. I didn't really understand it. But when you get this and you begin to pray in tongues in conjunction with reading your Bible, you're the, praying in tongues is what's going to unveil the word, release the power of that word on the inside of you into your spirit, man, make you strong, build it into the very core of who you are. And that's when it really begins to affect you, you know, because even for instance, I used to always hear the scripture when I was growing up, like, oh, well, I can do all things through Christ. And that's, that's a great scripture. And I knew that in my head for years, but you know, as I've pressed in and prayed in tongues and and just stirred up the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit has made that word become a living reality. It's a very, it's a part of the very core of who I am that I know that I know that I know that I can do all things through Christ. There is absolutely nothing that is impossible for the man or the woman that has Christ living on the inside of them. When that becomes a reality to you, it doesn't matter what comes, what hell or high water comes, you will be found standing unmoved, unshaken, because that rock of the word has become a very 
part of who you are. It has been built into your spirit, man. And so, you know, the more you pray in tongues, the more you fill yourself with God's word, the stronger you are going to be. And, you know, I believe that as you do that, you will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And, you know, that's why the Bible says it's not by your own might, not by your own human power, but by the spirit of God, you will be able to do all that God has called you to do. You will be able to stand when everyone else is falling when everything else is being shaken, you will be found standing by the power of God's spirit and by the power of his word in Jesus name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.